This brand new heart is finally finding grace upon grace. All right, guys, 2023. Welcome back to our bi weekly podcast of um, called Setting Our Thoughts Captive. My name is Chitis. My name is Tijuan. And we just want to welcome you back to our... What what season is this, Tijuan? This, this season, is season six. Season six. Season six of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. We are back. We've got some great interesting topics to discuss. Uh, we've got the scripture in front of us. And we are ready to set our thoughts captive for uh, to obey Christ. And on the news today I was reading that Russian President Vladimir Putin um, called for ceasefire on the ongoing war against Ukraine to celebrate Christmas, or what they call is a Russian Orthodox Christmas, which they celebrate on January 7th. Now, the reason why they celebrate Christmas is the same, uh, to recognize the birth of Jesus Christ, which is interesting because I'm, I'm also curious what Putin thinks of who Jesus is, which is our topic today, right? Mm. But, It was very interesting to me that he would call on a ceasefire of war and killing of people to celebrate Christmas. But why are you celebrating Christmas when at the same time you're also not following what Christ has said, especially about the sanctity of human life? Right. I was I was on uh, Genesis chapter nine this past week. And over there, God says. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And so, shedding innocent blood of men and women who were created in the image of God, while at the same time, uh, while at the same time causing a ceasefire to celebrate Christmas is almost like, you know, doesn't being a hypocrite. Sense. Yeah, being a hypocrite, yeah. right? So, and, and deep down, I do feel like the fact that he wanted a ceasefire, he didn't want to kill more people during this time, tells me that deep down consciously he also knows that this is not right. That there's something wrong about killing innocent people because he is wanting to stop it during the time of celebration. So something tells me that he knows the truth, but he's suppressing it. Well, mm. we know I mean, when you, <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, I think... Um, you know, that's just a clear indication of Romans, right? Exactly. Romans 1. Exactly. And so I think everyone um, everyone practiced the law in, in some sense. It's written in their hearts. Um, and so uh, even, you know, even though they don't follow, they follow the law completely, they're, they're guilty before God for breaking the law. I think everyone has that sense of, what's right or wrong and if they want to do wrong in order to do wrong they have to suppress the truth that god has made absolutely evident to them. absolutely and so so if putin is listening to our podcast <laughs> I, I don't think he will but the but if he's listening to our podcast then you know he's gonna know who jesus is the very jesus that he's wanting to celebrate during the christmas time in january 7th Right, so that's our topic. The first topic, I think, it's a, it's a very important topic. I think it's it's a great topic. It's a very, uh, I don't know, for me, it was it was very, uh, it was it was very exciting to research on this topic and 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 learn on this topic, and and also uh, I must review what I know about this topic. And the topic is who is Jesus? Mm. 
right? Who is Jesus? It's interesting because you are the one, that one who usually picks up the topic, right? So when you mentioned this topic to me, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, just a few months ago when I was in Nepal and and I was uh, with, a, with a young man who was uh, doing street preaching. So he was, he was preaching the gospel. And majority of men there, they, they had various views of who Jesus was. Mm. Right? So they were there. They, they were like, you know, I, I, I like Jesus. You know, I like <laughs> Jesus. You know, Jesus is a great man. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was also reminded me a few months back when I was in a wedding. And I officiated the wedding. I shared the gospel there. And, and then later that night, one of my friends came to me. He was like, man, I admire who Jesus is. Like, mm. I follow the man. I, I, follow, I follow his teaching. I love his teaching. Mm. And so Red that's flag. Just, right. And so I'm like, man, like who? So who do people think Jesus is? Right. So mm-hmm. that's why we want to answer who is Jesus. What mm-hmm. comes to your mind when you think about this topic? Why did you come up with this topic? Let's, let's go further. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think the first thing, I don't know what the first thing is that comes to my mind when I think about Jesus. I, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of different things. It's, it's King, it's creator, it's savior. Mm. Um, but it's, why did you come up with this topic? Like, why did you want to talk about who's Jesus? Uh, I wanted to talk about this topic just because we, we need to. Um, I think in the in the the past podcast that we did, I I think maybe even we did a a, a topic similar to this, but uh, I wanted to revisit it. Um, I just feel like it's necessary for us to revisit it. Oh well, yeah. You know, like who is Jesus? Because the who the world says Jesus is versus uh, what the Bible says. Uh, it's always there's always this constant lie mm-hmm. uh, about who Jesus is, and then also who Jesus claimed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I, I just wanted to address it again. Absolutely, um, and for and, that purpose. And and for me, when I think about this, right, it's very important to get who Jesus is right. Right, there are certain topics in 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 Christianity, like like let's think about infant baptism. I'm also t- thinking about like not infant baptism, just the topic of baptism, eschatology, where you can have differences in views, and and we can still have fellowship, knowing that our eternity is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. When it comes to who Jesus is, if you don't get Jesus right, your eternity hangs on it. Mm. So it's very yeah. important to get Jesus right because our eternity is based on what we believe about Jesus. And so I just I'm just reminded of like you know even even First John, where uh, John is talking about those uh, is refuting those that uh, are teaching or are that are giving false teaching about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And right there he says. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ, right? So the Christ means the anointed one, right? The chosen one, the Messiah. So if Jesus is not the chosen one, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, then John says, who's the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Okay, so what does, what does you said Christ means the anointed one, the, the Messiah, but what does that actually mean, though? Like when we, when... For Jesus to have that title, I think it's important because, you know, I know at least in Pentecostal circles, right, mm. um, 
to anoint someone, oh, yeah, you know, with oil is is you know something that did you ever get anointed by oil or no yeah you did yeah. okay <laughs> yeah that one has been anointed so Let's. so what diff why Christ? why does christ or why does jesus having the title christ denote him to be god versus just a man being anointed right right the chosen instead of him being the chosen man or the what what does that what does that really imply for right. the, for our listeners, right. So Jesus being the chosen one, like obviously, you know, even even um, as Christians, we call ourselves the chosen ones, right? We call ourselves the one that are elect and stuff. What difference? So is that what you're asking? What yeah, difference yeah. is between us being the chosen one and Him being the chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. So we are chosen one based on Him being the chosen one. So He is the first chosen one. Let's just say that, right? And what does Jesus? What does it mean that Jesus is the chosen one? He is the one who was, who is God, who became man, lived a perfect life that we could not live, so he could be the perfect Lamb, and died on the cross for salvation, right? So, and 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 and, and third day he resurrected, defeating death and sin, so that whoever believes in him will also not perish but receive eternal life. Like that's what the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. And so. First thing that we have to recognize is that Jesus is God, right? So he's not just a mere man or a mere prophet or a mere teacher. Like, think about this, right? If he's a mere man, then, then he does not hold the power to defeat sin or death, and he's not perfect. If he's a mere teacher, then yes, obviously his, his teachings can lead you to great moral life. And that's what a lot of people like about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? He, they love his moral teaching. It can lead you to moral life, but it does not lead you to eternal life. Mm-hmm. Right. If he's a mere prophet, even if he's a true prophet, he is a true prophet. Right. Then, then yes, what he says is going to come in fruition, and what he's going to say is going to be fulfilled. But that still does not lead people, sinners, to eternal life. Mm-hmm. So, only if he is the Lord, only if he's the Savior, can he be the sacrificial lamb for us and can he bring redemption to us from our sins yeah. and so that is what that is what is key for us to understand i think i think the other two the other thing to, uh, you know just to add mm-hmm. to it right like if so if christ is the messiah right there's a couple things that that are implied in that mm-hmm. just to add on to what you're saying like one he's going to fulfill the law Right. Which no man could fulfill. Right. No, just human man could not fulfill no. this. Yeah. Right. That was our problem. Right. Mm-hmm. We all Romans three, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. We have broken the law. We couldn't keep the law. The law actually shows that we are guilty before God. And so Jesus comes and he fulfills the law. He lives a perfect life without sin, dying on the cross. This is everything that that Shatiz has just said. But the fact that he's the Messiah denotes that he isn't man or just man. Mm-hmm. He is also God. God right. And so the when we say when the Bible says Jesus is the Christ, he is the God man. Absolutely. He is the one who is perfect without sin, sent by God, the Son of God, therefore um, also God. 
in the flesh. Absolutely. And and a and, and lot of times people tend to think like, you know, he's, he's 50% God, 50% man, or, or he was... No. You know, he, he was God who came in the form of man or, or something like that, but no... The Bible makes mm-hmm. it clear that he's hundred percent God, hundred percent man. Yeah. Right. So he's truly God, truly man. And yeah. so, yep. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the the fullness of deity dwells mm-hmm. in him, right? Absolutely. We see that. So the fullness of God is in him. He even says, uh, you know, you want to see the Father, right? Well, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, so you have that balanced with the fact that. When the Pharisees look at him, they want to stone him because they think mm-hmm. he's blaspheming, claiming to be God, mm-hmm. when you're just a man. Exactly. Isaiah claims that there was nothing, nothing uh, apparent to, to when you look at him, just physically look at him, to say that he wasn't anything else but a man. Yeah. Right? There was no beauty, nothing, nothing in his appearance. No Definitely mo- not the signing thing that people put on <laughs> above his head. Yeah, right? like, like you would not even know that when he's, you look at yeah. him, you just see a man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, like like you mentioned Isaiah, so I want I want to start there, right? So Isaiah chapter nine verse six, Isaiah makes the prophecy for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, right? So until here, you can see, like you know, he's talking about a man. Mm-hmm. And the garment will rest on his soldiers, still man, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, mm-hmm. Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, right? And so we have to recognize even Isaiah, even in Old Testament, when he prophesied about Christ, calls him Mighty God, right? So we, we know that even, even in the Old Testament, when Jesus was prophesied, they knew that God was going to come as man, and that is the greatest gift that was ever given to us, right? Like I often say this, like for Jesus to humble himself, to take the form of a man was, 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 was an act of great humility. It's just like, like it's worse than us being a pig and living in the field. And that's what Christ has done, right? And, and, and I go back to, and, and, you know, even this topic, like who Jesus is, is not a new topic, right? It's been, it's been debated from the beginning, even when Jesus was around. Right, mm-hmm. like the people had various ideas of who Jesus was, right, mm-hmm. and and that that's where we can go to Matthew 16, um, and I think you've mentioned this passage several times in our podcast in the past, but in Matthew 16, um, verse 13, Jesus is in Caesar Philippi, and and he is asking his disciples in verse 13, he says, "Who do people say that the Son of Man is?" And they said, "Some say John the Baptist, and others, Elijah." But still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, who represented all the apostles, answered, or or the disciples, not apostles, disciples, answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon and and because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, mm-hmm. right? So Peter, with the power he received from Father in heaven, was able to correctly identify Jesus, just like any one of us. The only way we can correctly identify Jesus as our Lord and Savior is through the knowledge given to us by our Father in heaven, 
Mm-hmm. Right? So, so Simon Peter there recognizes that Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, oftentimes, like especially with our Muslim counterparts, they claim that Jesus never said he was God. Mm. Right? That Jesus never said he was God. He, so why are Christians, they, they often say like Christians make him God. Mm-hmm. They say that Jesus was a perfect man. They agree with that. They say that Jesus was sinless. They agree with that. They say Jesus was a great prophet, one of the be- greatest prophet of all time. They agree with that. But what they don't agree is that Jesus is God. And they their their whole claim is that Jesus never claimed that he was God. Right? And so that is Which is which is even interesting too when yeah. you think about that, because um then why believe anything that the Bible says? Right. Right? Because there's there's um, there's places in the Bible that we read where it, it clearly denotes, without Jesus speaking, it denotes or it's, it's claiming that Jesus is God, right? Absolutely. Matthew and 1. Yeah. Emmanuel. John 1, right? Right. The beginning was the Word. Yeah. Emmanuel. God, God with, with us. us. Exactly. So... It, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to to argue. Oh, like I read the Bible. I believe. I. I. But the Bible or Jesus never said that he was God. So it's like you take the parts where Jesus is speaking, and though, G, arguably, I. You know, let me just John seventeen, right? John seventeen five. Um. It says. And now your father, and now you, father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world existed. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. This is Jesus speaking. Right. Right. Jesus had glory before the world existed. Mm-hmm. How could how could that be possible? Right. Right. How could he say that I am? Or like the time when. Um, I think you mentioned this at the time when the Pharisees wanted to stone him. Right. And that's in John chapter 10, right? In verse 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. Verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Mm -hmm. So why were the Jews wanting to stone him? It wasn't because Jesus was a great teacher or a prophet. The very reason why why the Jews wanted to stone him was because Jesus was claiming that he was God, that he and God are equal. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's why they wanted to stone him. Yeah. And 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 you know what? Jesus, like for those that said that, oh, Jesus was sinless, but he was not God. Well, if Jesus was sinless and he was perfect and if he wasn't God, then he would have refuted and said that, you know what? I'm not God here. Mm-hmm. He does not do that. He yeah. never does that. The Jews answered him. It is not for good work that we're going to stone you. This is 33 uh, stone you, but for blasphemy. Mm hmm. Be, because you, being a man, make yourself God. So, so I mean, the argument that Jesus never claimed to be God, it, w- it was clearly evident in his teachings. It was clearly evident when, um, with him being called the Christ, right? And this is, this is what started this whole, mm-hmm. My, my question, this is why I ask, what does the Christ mean? Mm-hmm. The Christ denotes that Jesus is not just a man, but he is God. Mm-hmm. 
And you have to understand that when we look at the Christ, that title, yes, he's the anointed one. But in this title of him being the anointed one, it is God coming down to us, Mm -hmm. God saving us. So it's not that Christ was this perfect man, somehow perfect, unlike other men. Like, it's not that God chose this man to be perfect and live a sinless life. It was that this is God. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that when you when you when you hear the title, the Christ, the Christ, right, and the and Messiah, exactly. And you know, like like you mentioned too, like the verse that you mentioned, John seventeen, like Jesus Himself said He was there before the foundation of Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, like in John eight, He says He was there before Abraham and before Moses. I am, mm-hmm. right? I am the very title that very the very name that was given to God, uh, the Yahweh. Jesus uses it for uses it for Himself. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere in John uh, twenty, you know, after after um, He visits. The disciples and Thomas sees him. Thomas's reaction in John chapter 20, verse 28, is that Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And look at what Jesus said to him in verse 29. He does not refute him. He does not correct him because he doesn't need to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? What did Thomas believe? That he was Lord and his God. Blessed are those who did not see and yet believed. So instead of refuting if just like how our counterpart said jesus never said he was god if he was not god then he would have refuted here mm-hmm. but instead of this instead of refuting he actually says that you have believed that i am lord and i'm i'm god and that's what that's what that's what being saved is is to believe that jesus is our lord and our savior is his god who became man and and died on the cross and resurrected for our salvation mm-hmm. and so if we don't know like like i said in the beginning too if we don't know jesus in this manner then 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 we don't have the eternal life that he gives mm-hmm. right so our eternity hinges upon what we believe about jesus yeah yeah and so um yeah I, I, you know uh, the last the last example and there there's plenty examples there there's plenty, plenty yeah. there's plenty examples but the last the I just want to bring this example up, just reading this the other day um, in Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew 3, right? Jesus is getting ready to start his, his ministry, but he needs to be baptized. And we see um, John is baptizing people, mm-hmm. and he says, there's one that's coming mm-hmm. um, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to unlatch. Mm-hmm. But he, he's saying, like, there's one that that is coming that will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire right and so and when he saw jesus coming he's like i i can't baptize you i'm the one who needs to be baptized by you yeah (laughs) absolutely so so anyway so anyway it's there's just plenty of examples so don't you know for those who believe in christ do not let someone tell you that there are, are no examples in the Bible where it claims that Christ is 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 God is God. Mm-hmm. There are no examples mm-hmm. of this. That is completely false. False, exactly. And and 
besides the fact we didn't even touch on all the works that Jesus did that only God could do. Right? Mm-hmm. We didn't even touch that fact. We just went to the words that he's mentioned, the, the words that is mentioned in the scripture that really gives us proof that he is God. Right? Mm-hmm. Besides, besides the fact like he did all the miraculous things that only God could do. Yeah. From forgiving sins to knowing the minds of the people to various things. Yeah. Right. And so, so, so there, there are, there is, there, you're absolutely right. The, the, the whole uh, notion that, that the Bible or Jesus himself does not say that he's God is, is a false notion. Mm-hmm. And the scripture is very clear that he is God. Yeah. And, and we didn't even look at Paul's writing. And, and then like Paul calls him in Titus, he calls him great God. And in Philippians 2, he says like um, Jesus existed in the form of God. Uh, but he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of slave, uh, by being made in the likeness of man. Right there in Philippians 2, he says that God became man. Right? Yeah. Jesus uh, put aside all the privileges that he was receiving as God and humbled himself to be a carpenter's son. Yeah. And so, so do not get into this notion and, and false teaching that the Bible does not proclaim that Jesus is God. In fact, the Bible loudly proclaims that Jesus is God who mm-hmm. became man. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 like I said, the importance of that is that our eternity hinges on it. We have to believe who Jesus is. We have to get Jesus right. Because if we don't get Jesus right, we don't get the gospel right. If we don't get the gospel right, we don't have salvation. Mm. Yeah. And so Yeah. So said that um knowing that Jesus is God who became man and died on the cross for our salvation humbles us. It leads us to a greater worship for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we don't need to have any doubt. Mm-hmm. We don't need to have any doubt at all. And, and the scripture is very clear on that. So, so we hope that this week you will grow in your love for our Lord and Savior. You'll grow in your service for our Lord and Savior. And, and, and may you live your life for the glory and praise of Him. Yeah. Let, let's, you know, let's park a little bit on the cross. Because, mm. uh, you know, obviously, to you know, believe I've been, listening, I've been listening to the song At the Cross every day. You know that, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I told you on the Wednesday, right? The song that we sang on the Yeah, but I, I didn't know you was listening every day to it. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason why I want to park at the, at the cross uh, for a second mm-hmm. is to for for us to understand how impossible it is for just a mere man to save us mm. yeah. right we you know how mm-hmm. the, the, the way we got to needing God to die on the cross mm-hmm was because of a man, right? Yeah. The first mm-hmm. Adam. Mm-hmm. And Adam is the indicator of what happens if it's just man. Mm-hmm. Man gets us into more trouble. Yeah. Right? Like, man doesn't deliver us from the, the plight that we're in. Um, if it's left up to man, we're going to fail every time. Absolutely. And, you know, in Hebrews, the, the first chapter of Hebrews, uh, verse 3, it says, um, 
It says, and he, speaking of Christ, he is the, the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Um, when we look at Jesus, we cannot ignore the power or the, or the, the incredible feat, the impossible feat of defeating sin that Christ did for us. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that, right, the wages of sin is death, and so one sin that we've done lands us in hell, separated from God forever. Yeah. Forever. Not a million years, not, not a billion years, but forever. This shows us how holy and just mm-hmm. and righteous that God actually is. Mm-hmm. One sin, one breaking of the law, the weight of that is an eternal. Like when we, when we think about even our court system, and there's people who go to, you know, they go to court, they're convicted, and they serve a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Their sentence ends when they die. Our sentence doesn't end with death. Our sentence begins with death. And after that death, you will serve that sentence forever. Eternity, yeah. That's something that we cannot grasp on the the incredible bondage of sin. So so when we think about who can deliver us from this bondage, it could never ever be just a mere man. And and that's why when we look at the cross, the cross stands as this glorious not just picture but actual glory glorious reminder of the grace, love and incredible power of God to defeat sin and his love for us. So what what Christ has done on the cross, when we look at this, it's impossible, impossible for you, me, or some monk, or some quote-unquote righteous man to to be able to accomplish what Christ has done on the cross. Remember, there was two other people right there with him. There was two other people right there with him on, on on a Roman cross. And we don't talk about these men saving us. It was only Jesus Christ. And it was because he was God. He was without sin. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that the prophets spoke about. The Bible prophesied on. Only only he could qualify as a perfect lamb. Yeah. Like none of us, none, no other men, no other figures, great figures in history can ever qualify to be the perfect lamb. Yeah. So that the we knew that 
for to to for the forgiveness of sin there need to, needed to be a sacrifice without blemish yeah and only jesus and we and we right. and we're trying you know we're trying to articulate this but even us even us trying in our trying to really fully articulate this we can't fully grasp it no like all we can say is is how glorious it is but we don't we don't really understand it right like like Jesus on the sermon on the mount right and he's preaching talking about if your right eye offends you pluck it out and mm-hmm. if your uh, or it causes you to stumble right pluck it out and if your um your your right, right hand mm-hmm. causes you to stumble cut it off like we do not grasp how serious sin really is mm-hmm. Like even even us as Christians, we mm-hmm. know it's wrong. We we hate our sin, but we really we can't grasp it. No, because or, we can't grasp eternity. Or I mean, we don't. Sometimes we also don't. We also don't recognize the standard of God that He demands mm-hmm. perfect obedience. It's not just obedience; it's perfect obedience, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we 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 fail to recognize how how greatly we fall short in obeying God perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and end up sinning against him, and that's and 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 that's the reason why, when you look at the cross, you must never, ever, ever treat the cross as something trite. And lose the wonder of it because it was impossible. But but remember this: like Christ is on the cross, and it pleased God. It pleased God for him to be the sacrifice, for him to crush, for him to crush Christ, for him to be the sacrifice. It pleased him. Right. He looked at it and he said, yes, that is a sacrifice Mm -hmm. that's worthy Mm -hmm. to atone for you Mm -hmm. and for me. There was there's nothing else. There's no other way. That's why he is the only way. Right. Right. If there was any other way possible then that sacrifice would be what many people would deem as child abuse. Mm. You could even make a case about that. Yeah. But that was the only way. And that's why and and, and you know Christ humbly uh obeyed God's plan to the point of death, even to the death on the cross. Yeah. Right, which was a which was the most humiliating death one could have had. But he went and, and and died on the cross satisfying the wrath of God for the punishment of sins that we deserve yeah. rightfully deserve you know that the, is the the Bible declares um, no one seeks God yeah right no one goes God is not we cannot please God without Christ we can't right mm-hmm. without faith Without Christ, without righteousness, without holiness, we can't please God. Uh, I think in Hebrews, it, or not Hebrews, but Romans, it talks about that. No one seeks after God. Psalms talks about that. No one seeks after God. No one does right, right? All our works are filthy rags. But why, when God looks at Jesus on the cross, is he pleased to crush him? So you, we have to we have to understand how huge that feat was, and we will never understand it, at least this side of earth. Oh yeah, we will never understand it. 
So never treat the, the cross as something trite. And, but also, what glorious praise and honor and, and, um, uh, and that, that, that Jesus is worthy of for what he has done and who he is. Yeah, he is the true God, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as you're talking, I was reminded of, because um, I just got done teaching on First John. And in First John, in the end, John writes this, and this, this is kind of like, like, I think it was like a, you were explaining this first. That's what I felt like when, mm-hmm. I, when I was reading this. But in verse 19, he says, we know that we are of God mm-hmm. and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Mm-hmm. And we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true. And who is this guy in his son, Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And then John ends by saying, this is the true God and eternal life. So he is the only one. He is the true God who came and became man and, and, and died on the cross and, and resurrected. And not only that, but after that, he, he also gave us the knowledge to really know him, know truly, to, to know who he is truly, mm-hmm. that he is his God who became our savior mm-hmm. so that believing in him we can have eternal life and like you know obviously everybody is going to be for eternity right why do we call eternal life the eternal life is a life that is with god that is with christ right the other eternity is like that one mentioned for eternity we are going to be in presence of god's wrath paying the punishment of our sins in the place that god has prepared called hell mm-hmm. right so it's almost it's called eternal death spiritual death but it's going to last for eternity either we are destined to go there or by god's grace through his plan executed by his son jesus christ we have a way the only way to have eternal life and that is jesus christ Mm -hmm. and that's why the cross is the center of everything Mm -hmm. so that's why we cannot take the cross lightly Mm -hmm. because what happened on cross changed eternity for millions and billions of people mm-hmm. that didn't deserve it, but by God's grace, mm. by God's love, we have it available. Yeah. And that, that's, that's his amazing grace. Absolutely. So that hu- that's, that's humbling, right, when you think about the cross. And it just, it just leads you to greater um, gratitude towards God and greater praise towards him. Yeah. So. One, thing, one thing I want to add to this, um, you know, we maybe you so maybe okay jesus jesus came died on the cross he saved my sins and okay you're saying he's god okay okay but just that just that just to add a little bit more just a little bit more to that i want to touch on um and and we'll be brief Mm -hmm. about jesus as creator okay um because this is another thing. So obviously we know the famous in John 1, right? In the mm-hmm. beginning was the Word, mm-hmm. and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. Mm-hmm. So we see, um, you know, I think in some ways we think, okay, God the Father 
as the creator. But here we see that Christ is the creator. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't believe me? Let's go to let's go to Colossians 1. Colossians 1 uh starting at verse 13 in Colossians 1. Listen to this. Um for he rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here we go. It's shifting, right? Okay, where he rescued us. Who is that? God. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption through forgiveness of sins. And here we go. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, that's talking about God now. Nope. He is also the head of the body of the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Mm-hmm. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. We see Christ not only as the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus as the Jesus as the Christ, right? The the Savior, the Messiah, but we also see Jesus as the Creator. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's that's not anything that was new in the New Testament, too, right? Because the 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 like the very verse in Colossians that you just talked about, where Jesus is the image of God, is is very much in line with how even if you look at the creation account in Genesis, because in Genesis. One twenty-six. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, mm-hmm. according to our likeness." The very verse that you read in Colossians, where Jesus is the image of God, right here, according to our likeness, our image. So Jesus and God, the image is same, right? Mm-hmm. So that they will have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds. And then in verse twenty-seven, it says, "And God created man in His own image." Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like so. It's this is not something that was a new discovery in New Testament. It was it was all over the Scripture, mm-hmm. right? So they, they, they that Jesus was the Creator, that Jesus was right there, and then that's where like you know the whole Triune God comes into play, right? The whole Triune God was involved in creation. The whole Triune God was involved in the redemption. And the whole Triune God is going to be involved in the judgment yeah. one day. Yeah, and lastly, lastly with that. Um, I love how John MacArthur talks about when Christ ascended and sat down. This was set down at the right hand of the Father. This mm-hmm. was the coronation. This was him um, like the scepter of power being passed to him, being king. And so Jesus is God. He's and, and obviously because he's God, you should have no problem with seeing him as the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, he's creator, but he's also king. He's Lord. And so all these dominions, all these things that's on earth or whatever, he created them. Mm-hmm. What makes you think he's not Lord over those things? Exactly. And so uh, 
in the end, the Bible says every knee will bow, every mm-hmm. tongue confess um, that he is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in light of that, he is in control what happens to you and me. Absolutely. And so um, whether you're struggling on seeing God, I don't think, I, I don't, you know, there's this show coming out, and I won't name the show because I don't want to name the show. Um, there's a show that, that's out right now that's really showing the humanity of Jesus. Um, but let's not forget the divine side as well right he's not just he's he's not just man he is he's fully man but he's fully god yet he cried he ate he went to parties he laughed he did all of these things but he's also holy he's also righteous he's god the creator the messiah and the king yeah he never gave up his divinity to be truly man right so our human Mind might not be able to fathom that, but he was truly God, truly man, 100% God, 100% man. Yeah. And that's how he was able to be our savior. Yep. So just just a great way to start this season, to, to think of who Jesus is and to be reminded of who Jesus is so that it leads to greater worship towards Jesus, right? So so may may this podcast be a blessing to you in, in uh, really uh, humbling yourself to to bow down and and call upon the name of Jesus to to and, and praise him for he is our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Alright, so we will see you guys in two weeks. Thank you for tuning in. Yep. Happy New Year guys. Happy New Year.